0: to find your IBS food triggers. Even when you've eliminated FODMAPs and identified a trigger during the reintroduction phase, it can be difficult to work out what that means for day-to-day life. Can you ever eat that food again? That's exactly what I'll cover in this episode of The Inside Knowledge. This episode is part of a mini-series where I cover each of the FODMAPs in turn so you can either listen to them all or just the one that's most suited to you. You'll learn in each episode, what foods fall into each FODMAP category, how to tackle the rest of that category once a night food reaction has been identified and when should you retest and how to proceed day to day. Hello, welcome to episode 26, So You've Reacted to Manitol. Hello, I'm Anna Mapson and I'm an IBS nutritionist and this mini-series is all about FODMAP reactions. I don't know whether to call it a positive reaction or a negative reaction. I mean, when you've done a FODMAP reintroduction challenge and you have noticed that eating a certain food gives you a particular reaction this mini-series is all about what to do and how to handle each kind of one. So mannitol is very similar to sorbitol. This episode will follow a lot of the same information as in the previous episode about sorbitol. What foods are high in mannitol? Well, it includes quite a few, butternut squash, cauliflower, mongetu, sweet potatoes, sauerkraut and mushrooms, as well as the food additive E421. If you need to stay at low levels of mannitol, all of the portions of these foods should be kept at a low FODMAP level. Mannitol affects your digestion in a similar way to sorbitol in that it is very poorly absorbed. People with IBS may be much more sensitive to the excess water or gas produced by port- partially absorbed polyols. When you eat vegetables or any processed food containing mannitol, about 75% of it is undigested so it reaches the large intestine and there it is used to create short-chain fatty acids particularly butyrate which is very helpful for the health of your colon so again it's not a bad thing other fermentable polyols like sorbitol include maltitol xylitol and isomalt and you might see these as additives in processed foods and they're used as sweeteners quite often some of the foods high in mannitol that people are most surprised about include mushrooms and cauliflower and also sweet potatoes. So although you can have pretty large portions of cauliflower and sweet potato before they tip into a high FODMAP level, once you get to that higher level, they are more likely to cause reaction. Whereas things like mushrooms, the mannitol content is higher, so you only can eat a smaller portion before it turns into a moderate or a high FODMAP meal. Again, you need to be careful about FODMAP stacking, and that is where you might have some mushrooms, some cauliflower, and a little bit of butternut squash all in the same meal, and that's really good for your diet diversity. But if you're sensitive to mannitol, you might get types of reactions like bloating, and that is from additional water being drawn into the small intestine. You may find you have additional gas, and that's from the undigested molecules of mannitol reaching the large intestine where they are fermented. So you can experience bloating, diarrhoea, and gas, and these are obviously common IBS symptoms. If you want to stay within the Low FODMAP guidelines you need to moderate your portions of the vegetables to these levels so butternut squash 60 grams that also tips into high for goss at uh, a higher portion than that cauliflower is like 75 grams to 25 grams these are also high in fructans when they go over sweet potato again 75 grams sauerkraut you can really only have like one tablespoon of it so that's fermented cabbage mushrooms very very small um there's obviously lots of different types of mushrooms so button mushrooms you can only have 10 grams portobello mushrooms 15 grams and shiitake mushrooms 15 grams if you've had a reaction to one of those foods during your fodmap reintroduction challenge i do suggest you go back and try it with another vegetable for example you might have already been having quite a bit of sweet potato in your low FODMAP phase because that's a pretty good portion 75 grams if you're okay with sweet potato maybe have a bigger portion of sweet potato if you did the trial with cauliflower and that resulted in a lot of gas it could be because of the cruciferous nature of it Um, sometimes you'll find that it's not the FODMAP content which is giving you a reaction so it's important to go back and test it again same thing with mushrooms. Some people find they could have a histamine reaction to large portions of mushrooms anyway, which could increase things like diarrhea and pain and bloating. So always go back and have another check. If you found another food is also causing you problems, then give it a rest for a couple of months and then come back and re-challenge the mannitol section again when you've had a little chance to work on your overall health and your overall gut health. Just because you've reacted to mannitol doesn't mean that you will react to sorbitol though, and although they're both polyols, They are slightly different and I find people tend to react to one or the other. So it's definitely worth testing each part of the FODMAP diet individually and sticking to your challenge process so that you get a really good understanding if these foods are a problem for you and if they're not, you can continue to eat them. Listen to the rest of this mini series about FODMAP reactions so you can get a really good understanding of how your digestion may be reacting to the foods that you eat. Bye for now.